Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio, where we'll talk about news, education, and opportunities for small businesses on the Rhode Island Avenue Main Street and in Washington, D.C. I'm Michelle Yancey. And I'm Kyle Todd. Welcome to Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Kyle. Everybody doing well today? We are doing great. How are you? All right, all right. So we've got uh, an amazing guest scheduled to join us later in the show. Everybody, you, you, you're just going to have to stay tuned because you're not going to want to miss this. Um, let me just give a teaser in that it involves a restaurant and it involves something that many, many people have been asking for. So you just hang on to that. Sounds exciting. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm going to take this moment to, um, to come clean about something. I, it's, it's, it's a confessional morning. Uh-oh. Okay. Yeah. So uh, for those of you who listen, uh, we, we broadcast this show on Tuesday mornings at um, 11 a.m. on bliss.fm. And um, here, here's the confession. We, we tape that show in advance. We are actually taping on a Friday morning at 11 or, or 10. Um, so, you know, I, through the magic of technology, we bring this to you on Tuesday mornings. Don't, don't ask any other questions, but <laughs> uh, we, we just decided... Confession that, is good for the soul. Yes. And what prompted this confession is that um, it, Porch Fest has already happened, right? And, um, and when we taped last time... Porch Fest had not yet happened, um, but we we kind of acted like it did. We so. pretended it was great, yeah. but then it was great. It was great. It was it was beyond expectations. See, we it, put it out there. Yeah, it, it exceeded expectations in a huge way, like three hundred percent more than we expected. Um, and and I wanted to bring this up because during Porch Fest, um, a woman named Nicole came up to introduce herself and. She said that she listens to Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Oh, our first fan. Well, yeah. That we know Maybe of. our only fan. Who I knows? don't know. So, Nicole, I just I... wanted to give you a big shout out and thank you for stopping by and saying something and saying hello and for listening to Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Yes. Thanks, Nicole. I wish I could have met you. Well, um, Nicole, I, you know, I promised that I would send uh, Michelle the picture that, that we took together, and I did, and uh, we, we may end up having that bad boy framed. I, yeah, I think that would be good. That should be on our website. <laughs> there we yeah. go. Yeah. So, um, so shout out to Nicole. Thanks for tuning in. Um, so I wanted to go through a bunch of information for business owners. Um, we've got some other things coming up, um, events on Rhode Island Avenue that I want to make sure business owners know about. Um, the first one coming up, um, is June 26th and that is the Uprising Arts Festival. Uh, it's an arts focused festival that weaves its way through Rhode Island Avenue businesses, um, various open areas and, and any vacant properties that we can activate. Um, and, and we're talking about placing, um, visual artists, performing artists of, of all genres in businesses. And, and it's an interactive experience. Um, and if you are a business owner that is interested in having an artist in your place of business on June 26th, um, please go to our website, riamainstreet.org, and click on events. 
uh, and you'll see a link to the Uprising Arts Festival and information on how you can sign up to either be an artist or a performer or a host business. And if you are listening and are interested in being a sponsor for any of these activities like Uprising Fest, um, please um, please contact us um, through the same medium, riamainstreet.org, uh, and, and click on uh, any of the events that you're interested in, in participating with. Um, and if you have any questions, you can also contact our uh, coordinator directly. Um, that's Emily at 202-907-5934 or info at recreativespaces.com. Uh, it's Emily from Recreative Spaces. She's been on the show. Um, she helped put on Porch Fest. Um, she's putting together Uprising Arts Fest for us. Um, also, if you go to the website, that same website with Uprising Arts Fest information, um, you can see a clip from uh, WETA, television show WETA, channel weta um they actually covered last year's uprising arts fest and had some great video footage from the activities of the day emily's there talking about um some of the intentions behind the festival so go check that out on our website um in some other news for business owners um there are security camera rebates available through the district of columbia um we hope you don't ever need a video camera, but um, you know, with summertime comes um, some unfortunate spikes in crime. And the Office of Victim Services and Justice Grants um, are providing up to $200 per camera um, as a rebate program for any security cameras that you would like to install in your business. Now, that money is available on a first-come, first-served basis until all the funds are used. Uh, and it is a rebate program, and and there's some um, there's some uh, specs that the cameras have to meet. They can't just you can't just you know duct tape an old, old video camera up there, um, and uh, and they must be registered with the Metropolitan Police Department. Um, Kyle, that's also something that's open to residents as well, isn't it? It is. It's open to residents as well, um, and. All of that information, whether you're a business owner or a resident, can be um, can be found at the um, Office of Victim Services and Justice Grants website. Um, bear with me while I try to get these letters out. It's um, the website is the letter is O V S I G. No, O V S J G for Justice Grants. Um, dot dc dot gov and uh, backslash service and then from there you can pick private security cam camera system incentive program um, that's ovsjg dot dc dot gov uh, you can get more information there about the specifications of the cameras and the video systems um, but it's a great program so take advantage of it before the money runs out um, and May, upcoming May, is National Bike Month. Um, and, you know, all you have to do is look at, at this last Saturday's Porch Fest. I, I would say that we had, um, I, well, I lost count because I got stuck at Zeke's, um, like that's a bad thing. But yeah, it's a good thing. <laughs> I, Sounds I was, like a good spot. I got I stuck at Public Option. <laughs> oh, darn. Uh, I was stationed at Zeke's all day long and they've got, um, 
three bike staples there and um they were probably full they were they were double and triple stacked mm-hmm. i know my my bike was already there from early in the day and um i let people lock onto my bike and um and bikes were locked up and down the parking meters uh up and down Ave- the Rhode Island Avenue corridor um and and there are several studies out there that that show that if you have bike facilities available in front of your business you reap the financial benefits of that because people that are shopping super local can walk there but you know if you've got bike facilities that means that you can draw people from a little bit further down the road and 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 folks that that bike to get places tend to want to support their locally owned businesses. So take advantage of that. Um, you can um, ask uh, DDOT for bike racks to be installed in front of your business. Um, just visit ddot.dc.gov um, to, to request bike racks. Um, if you want something more decorative, you can actually purchase um, decorative bike racks Um you know, custom shapes and sizes and colors and, and DDOT will install those for you. They have to approve the spot where they're going in, make sure it's not going to infringe upon public space, but, um, but that's, that's available to you. So, um, check out DDOT, that's ddot.dc.gov. Um, and, uh, more, I think you can go to a website called godcgo.com. Um, and that's a DDOT initiative to promote sustainable transportation. Uh, it can help with all of your questions about installation. That's godcgo.com. Um, and last but not least, um, we've got to thank our many generous sponsors, um, the Department of Small and Local Business Development and the Department of Housing and Community Development and the Local Initiative Support Corporation their grant money helps us uh, survive as an organization and helps pay for for these podcasts. Um, oh, oh, and I almost forgot. Um, so this is budget season, and um, on on Monday the twenty fifth, um, which by the time you listen to this will be, it'll have passed. It will have passed, but, but that's okay. <laughs> but that's okay. Um, uh, on Monday the 25th, there will be a hearing for um, the Committee on Finance and Revenue. And that is the committee that oversees WMATA. Ah, yes. I know exactly what you're going to talk about. Yes. Yet. This very important topic. So WMATA, as you know, um, is um, responsible for our buses and our trains. Um, and for anybody that's tried to commute along Rhode Island Avenue to the downtown corridor, downtown area, um, at rush hour, you know, it is, uh, it's a crapshoot on whether or not you're going to get a bus. Um, any of the buses that are coming down Rhode Island Avenue from Maryland, um, they end at Rhode Island Avenue Metro station and that works for many people. But if you wanted to continue down Rhode Island Avenue on a bus, you got to you got to get off there at Rhode Island Avenue Metro Station and hike about four blocks uh, down to 4th Street Northeast and hope that the G8 bus uh, is not too full for you to hop on there. Uh, and many times it is, particularly as we've gotten more um, residents moving into the area, more um, more uh, apartments and condos going in along the route of the G8. Um, 
and and we've seen on social media, we've we've heard from folks almost continually that the G8 bus um, is always late or overcrowded, or they you know have two or three buses pass them by um, when they're trying to get to work in the morning because the buses are so crowded. Um, Daniela Gibbs Leger, one of one of our board members and one of my neighbors, um, tries to catch uh, the T18 or the T14 near our house. Uh, she said this morning two of those passed her by because it was so crowded and, and packed. Um, so about two years ago, in 2014, uh, WMATA did a study on the Route 1 bus co- uh, corridor, which is, which is what Rhode Island Avenue is. Um, and they made the suggestion for a bus line called the G9. And this would be, um, to start with, it would be a limited stop metro extra route that would run from Mount Rainier, Mount Rainier, Maryland, all the way down Rhode Island Avenue to, I think, 14th Northwest, uh, and then cut down to Franklin Square, and then, and then back up to Rhode Island Avenue. And this would be a tremendous addition to the corridor. Not only would it help alleviate some of the, um, the rush hour headaches and the just generic G8 headaches, um, but it would really connect um, all of the communities along Rhode Island Avenue in a way that they are not connected now. So this is all a very long-winded explanation. I'm sorry. Thank you for everybody who's stuck with this. Well, it's but important. It is. It is. Um, even though the hearing is on the 25th, which by the time you hear this will have been yesterday, um, the the window of opportunity to let the council members and the mayor's office know that you want this G9 route is, is still open and will be open um, for another week or two. So um, please contact council member Jack Evans, who chairs the Committee on Finance and Revenue, um, and and also would be positively impacted because the bus route continues from Ward 5 into, into his ward, Ward 2. Um, please contact Council Member Jack Evans. Please contact our own Ward 5 Council Member, uh, Kenyon McDuffie. All of the at-large Council Members, um, particularly um, Council Members Orange, Bonds, Grasso, um, they all live here in Ward 5 and, and, and know the, the pain of the bus routes here. Um, and of course, Council Member Silverman, um, Council Member Nadeau in, in Ward One. Uh, there's actually a, a brief few blocks where Ward One brushes up against Rhode Island Avenue. So she might be interested in hearing from you about this. And of course, the mayor's office, because the mayor has to approve the final budget. Um, so please reach out and let them know. Uh, we encourage you to uh, write some testimony about why the G9 route would benefit you and why it's important to, to add that to the corridor. Um, and also consider, you know, consider making a, a short video clip of yourself standing there at the bus stop as the buses pass you by because, um, you know, they're hmm. going to. Yeah. Um, and make sure and tag all those council members and the mayor um, just to let them know, you know, that, that the demand is out there because unless they hear from you, the voters, um, they 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 won't make it as priority as it should be. Um, not that not that they don't see the priority of it, but but you know, it's not just me asking them to do it. It's it's everybody it's else. Um, so important detail. Um, please please uh, please advocate for adding the G nine bus route to Rhode Island Avenue. Again, uh, 
If you need information about that, you can visit our website, riamainstreet.org, or um, we've got information on our social media as well. You know, the good thing about if they do add the G9 would be because I ride the G8 every day, and uh, when there is a snow emergency in effect, it does not come out to Avondale. It it may ride only from um, the metro, Brooklyn, into the city, but the G9 would go straight down Rhode Island Avenue because yep. presumably it's Rhode a Island emergency Avenue. route. Exactly. So yeah. it would be clear. Yeah. And, so um, you not think it will affect you, but it can yeah, and it yeah. will. And the, those days that, uh, well, we had the one day where the entire metro system was shut down. Right. How nice would it have been to have a direct route to downtown right. on, on a bus? Right. Um, so those are just a few of the, the good reasons to do that. Um, if you want to chat with me about it, Give me a call. The office number is 202-808-9050, or um, you can email me, kyle at riamainstreet.org. All right. So I think I've talked enough about that. Let's... Everybody's waiting to hear about the next guest anyway, and I just keep prattling on. So let's let's check in with Philip at Good Food Market. What's going on at the market? Oh, you know, um, usual stuff, bringing in... uh more and more local produce every day. Um, which you're, is you're starting to sound a little repetitive with that, Philip. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that, like that's a bad thing. I guess, let, let's just go ahead for like the next six weeks. I'm just gonna. I'll just say it six times now, and then we, <laughs> we can you can stick it into each of the next six week segment because right. that's, that's really when it'll it'll be ramping up and and kind of an outgrowth of that, if if you will. Um, is uh, we're revamping our monthly cooking classes. Um, so since we opened, um, we've been doing monthly cooking classes in partnership with uh, UDC and the Woodbridge Public Library, um, which in case anyone is wondering, that new library is still slated for the fall. Um, they're about to put in the uh, windows, which means they'll close off the building and they can start working on the interior. Um, so they're, they're looking at getting that thing up this year, which is really exciting. Um, and so we've been doing cooking classes with them for about a year, uh, a little more now. And, um, now that the Langdon Park Community Garden is, is up and running and, um, stuff's standing in the ground there, we're going to incorporate that into the cooking classes. So we'll start down at the garden. We'll do some weeding and watering. We'll pick some fresh herbs. Um, and then we have, uh, fitness instructors who will lead a little, you know, light aerobic exercise as we move from through Langdon Park to the Woodridge Library. Um, where we'll do the actual cooking class and we'll use the herbs from the garden. Um, and we've got some great local fitness, uh, partners, um, that should be familiar to anyone on, who's on Rhode Island Avenue, um, Chaos Gym, uh, Capoeira Malice, um, the, the newest member of the Rhode Island fitness scene, uh, Capera Wellness, who's going to be doing some yoga with us. Um, so we're, we're really excited to kind of fill out these classes to be more than just, come and sit and watch and, and take home a recipe. Uh, it'll be much more interactive and, and more holistic in terms of, of how we're, uh, what we're making and, and how we're preparing. So, Philip, what days do you all uh, do those cooking classes? So we do them once a month um, on a Thursday evening. Um, and the, the one in May um, is the next one. We just had our April event um, and that was uh, fantastic. The the May cooking class will be on the 19th. Um, and uh, I'm sorry, on the 17th, Tuesday, the 17th of May. Uh, so it's on Tuesdays each month? 
it it rotates. We have oh, okay. we do it we do it on a Tuesday or a Thursday. Um, those are the nights that the that the library is free, and the next one's Tuesday, May seventeenth, and that'll start at the Langdon Community Garden at six p.m. We'll have flyers for it up at the store. We'll have our May event flyers coming out soon, and um, you know we'll definitely be spreading the word every way we can. And uh, if people want to find out more information about that, is that's on your website? That's on the Woodridge Library events calendar as well. It is. It is. Um, it's on www.goodfoodmarkets.com, as well as DCPL has a great website with all of the programming district-wide, and you can you can focus in on whatever library um, is closest to you. In our case, probably Woodridge. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, any other new products in the store? Oh, the usual mix of, uh, of new stuff um, in the grocery department and um, in prepared food. You know, Tiny Grocery has a new menu every week. Um, we're going to start bringing in some new spring products from D.C. Central Kitchen and Mama Lucia's. Um, and then probably a, a vendor or two um, will we'll sneak in there over, over the next few weeks. So keep your eyes peeled. So in addition to being um, the season for all manner of fresh produce, um, it's it's one of my favorite seasons, which is the season for ice cream. Um, <laughs> you have that lemon chiffon ice cream? I, I have had my eye on it. I was wondering if you could talk to us about that, actually. Kyle is salivating here. <laughs> Well, I would love to. I would love to talk about it, but we sold all of it before I even got a chance to try what? some. Um, tragedy. Yeah. So Trickling Springs is is tracking down a couple more cases from us and or for us, and hopefully I uh, will have it back in next week. But if that's any indication of how good it is, um, it uh, it'll be worth the wait. All right. So so. And then you'll need the workout class. Uh, then I'll need the workout class. On the Tuesday, class. yeah. And, you know, just step next door, do a little coffee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so Philip, here, here now, everybody close their ears for a minute. Philip, as soon as you get that in, give me a call, <laughs> and then we'll put it out on social yes, media for it, everybody yeah. else. You got it. Okay. All right. All right, Philip. Um, good news all the way around. Uh, yeah. Good food market at two thousand six. Rhode Island Avenue Northeast uh, website is goodfoodmarkets.com Twitter handle at goodfooddc um, or give us a call the old fashioned way 202-248-8494 Alright Philip, thank you so much have a good day. Thanks Kyle, thanks Michelle y'all take care. You too. Bye now Bye bye. And now as promised Kyle led you all in with a teaser that we had some special guests joining us today. So now we are joined by Velvet and Triona Kelty Jacobs of the Vegan Experience by Chef Velvet, which is slated to open here later this summer, right on Rhode Island Avenue in Woodridge. Welcome, ladies. Thanks for joining us today. Thank Thanks you for, for having, having us. us. Yes. <laughs> uh, in, they're even going to talk stereo. together. <laughs> okay, one at a time, one at a time. Thanks. So uh, this is exciting news for us here on Rhode Island Avenue. Uh, this sounds like a healthy food option and... Um, why don't you ladies tell us about one at a time, though? Okay, about uh, you're right. Vegan food. What what is vegan food? So vegan food is food that does not contain any animal products. So no meat, no poultry, no eggs, no cheese, anything that had a mother or father. The food does not contain. So it's different than vegetarian vegetarianism. Yes. Yeah, so vegetarian, you're still able to eat cheese and eggs, just not meat. Vegan is you abstain from everything that had, you know, a mother or father. <laughs> so how about raw food? Is that the same as vegan food? But, well, I guess it's not the same because 
there is some cooked vegan food, right? And raw food would not be cooked. Right. Raw food is not cooked, or it can be slightly cooked to like maybe 102 or something like that. But um, it's mainly uncooked. Um, And definitely there there are no other products other than plant-based nutrients, nutrition. And so is this organic food? We do. We use... uh, Organic whenever possible. Um, really, we're probably like 85% organic. Um, and uh, and yeah, locally yeah. grown. And locally Local- grown. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And, and we will talk about the cafe, but I just want to give our listeners a little bit of background because right. I don't know a lot about vegan food. Right. You know, I've thought about eating it. Kyle, have you thought about it? Uh, no, you haven't because you like ice cream. Well, right, uh-huh. and, <laughs> but there is vegan meat. ice cream. I'm, oh, there is. I like meat. Hold on. Oh, well, so do I. Okay, there's vegan ice cream, Kyle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we may make you a vegan yet. No, my my wife would love for me to be a vegan. <laughs> so, how did you uh, each get into uh, the vegan? Can I call it a lifestyle? Because I think it is a lifestyle. Definitely, certainly a change. How did you all get into this and then decide to open a cafe, Velvet? So, yeah. So for me, um, just growing up, I was always a vegetarian. I never liked meat. Um, didn't want to chew it. Didn't want to. Didn't want to see imagine. it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine. Never. Um, and I had such a relationship uh, with animals, so it was very hard for me to process eating animals. Um, so grew up vegetarian. Uh, then my sister later became vegan, which opened up a whole nother arena to me. Um, and as I grew in information and in knowledge, um, uh, food awareness, I just, it just made sense, you know, to, to add that to my life, to my consciousness. Wow. What about you, Triana? How did you get into Well, this? at nine years old, it was so funny. I said, I'm going to stop eating meat. I didn't know that it was called vegan or vegetarian. Um, but then my mother, went to the store and made tacos. So that, you know, was very short lived, but I I always, I never really wanted to eat meat, but of course I had to eat what my mother made. So when I got older, I kind of transitioned into the vegan lifestyle. Not, I don't know how it happened. I just, you know, wanted to stop eating meat. And at the time I was on a weight loss journey and I had lost a hundred pounds just going by, by by going vegan. And so it was, you know, something that I stayed on and, you know, love, love cooking. I love everything about veganism. So that's how we became vegan. Wow. So uh, Chef Velvet, before we get to the cafe, I understand that you've been a personal chef for some famous people. Yes. How Uh, did that happen? Well, maybe you can tell us which famous people. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I, it was div- first of all, it was a divine connection because I have to just you know just acknowledge God in everything that I do. This is uh, life is is spiritual, you know the spiritual part of life and the physical. It all goes together. Absolutely. Um, so what happened is a friend of mine who ha- just happened to be really good friends with Erica Badu. Um, introduced us. I think I've heard of her. You think yeah. you, 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 <laughs> I think I've heard of her before. Yeah. yeah so she introduced us. Um, Erica loved the food. Uh, I, I do this thing with um, that. That's called. Uh, we call it the the vegan nugget, which she absolutely loves. Um, and from that point on, it just it, things just begin to continue to happen. 
Um, we were, I'm also a chef for um, Jewel Tankards, the Tankards on Bravo, Thicker oh, wow. Than Water. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I've been her, the chef for their daughter who has all so many different food allergies, uh, gluten-free. She's allergic to uh, different People nuts are going to be so excited about this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just thinking gl- everyone's gluten-free now. People are going to be super excited. Yeah. Neighbors, yeah. and I think people will be coming from out of the neighborhood. Yes, absolutely. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, that's fine. So yeah, um, Dick Gregory, Ayanna Gregory, the list could go on. Um, Do you find that the people that you've cooked for are only vegans? I know some people don't practice veganism 100%. Absolutely. Um, that, that is true. And what we like to promote is not only just having a progressive menu, but it's a cuisine, you know, so we, we want people to come in and just give your digestive tract a rest. You know, it's not about being vegan, but it's about uh, taking a, 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 a different walk, trying some new cuisine, um, a diff- you know, exposure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so someone like me, you know, I've thought about doing a meatless Monday or something. Absolutely. I've thought about it, but it hasn't happened. I don't think. Because tacos. <laughs> right. Because of tacos, right? And burgers and chicken and bacon and all of those things. But for someone that is new to becoming a vegan, what might you – and I also have to be honest. I think uh, it's not going to taste good. It's not going to have flavor. That's right. my thought. Right. Uh, it's not going to be good, so I can't do it. But clearly there's some good food out there. And uh, Am I wrong in thinking that – it's not tasty. No, 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 no. It's not it, flavored. Yeah, you're wrong in thinking that. It's more than wheatgrass and and vegetables. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, I do so many different cuisines. Um, anything, you know, whether it's whether you want instead of uh, beef stroganoff, I do a mushroom stroganoff. Um, if you want a, a lasagna and you want it. Um, with meat, you know, I, I do it meatlessly and you wouldn't miss the meat. I mean, it's so many different things. Um, what about you, honey? Talk about what some of the things that you like. So you I would think I would go to our kids. We also have a organization called Vegan in the Hood where I was going to talk about okay. that. And so yeah. our kids, of course, they were like, well, Miss Tree, they call us Miss Tree and Miss V. We don't, you know, it's not going to be good. You know, we're not going to eat it. So we have introduced them to the vegan nuggets. That's how we, that was our transition food for them. And when I tell you, they call us and say, can we, can you make some nuggets today? Sure. Like they love the nuggets, the mac and cheese, because there's still a way to make vegan food taste good, it's all in the seasoning that you use. It's all in the ingredients that you use. And, of course, the love. You know, you put the love into it, and it all comes together. You know, people that cook often talk about cooking with love. Yes. You have to. Um, mm-hmm. So since you've talked about your community service, that was going to be something I asked about, about Vegan in the Hood. Okay. You will seem to do a lot of community service endeavors, not just Vegan in the Hood, free cooking classes. Tell us about some of those things. So we have an uh, organization. I'm sorry. Will you still do it with a cafe opening? Definitely. Um, So actually some of our vegan in the hood youth that are, have been with us for a while in ward eight will be working for us in the cafe. So now it's not only just teaching them how to cook vegan, but now it's also helping you to find a job and to get a job and keep a job job training. So it's all, you know, it's all encompassing. So, for, what was your question? Well, <laughs> about the community yeah. service, even how Vegan in the Hood got started, oh, okay. the free cooking classes. So we have an organization called Beautiful You, Yes You, and we partnered with DCHA Housing Authority, and they gave us offices in Woodland Terrace and Benning Terrace. And so the umbrella organization, Beautiful You, was uh, originally started to 
build the self-esteem and self-worth of the young ladies and the women in the community. From there, we got the young men because they said there's nothing for them. We got the kid. We got everyone. So from ages two to 62 to 72, we, you know, we incorporate everyone into our organization. And so the kids, I partnered with Velvet because she, Chef Chef Velvet, is because she, you know, teaches cooking. I said, well, why don't we come together? She came up with Vegan in the Hood. Let's teach them how to cook. Let's teach them that you can be vegan and not have to shop at these big name brand stores, but you can shop at your local, your local store and still cook vegan food and show you how to do it on economically and on a budget. And that's, that's how well, vegan in the hood. Well, we think it's expensive also. Exactly. I, I definitely think vegan and I think, okay, I can't afford it. Exactly. That's what a lot of people think. So when we take them shopping, we take them to the giant, the safe food, Safeway, the, the stores the that are in. markets. Yes, right. exactly. Yeah. The stores that are in their neighborhood and also the markets that are in the neighborhood, you know, because a lot of times the markets will take the EBT as well. And so we show this is, this is the item that you can cook. This is the ingredients. This is what you need. And, you know, we can do it for $20 or whatever it is that we need to do it with and make sure that the whole family can eat and still be full. Um, so that's how Vegan in the Hood. And then we came up with the community garden where we actually, our youth this week, planted uh, sweet potatoes, not sweet potatoes, green- collard greens, kale greens, yep. cucumbers, yep. tomatoes, and watermelon, I believe. Wow. And so when those things harvest, they'll be able to use those items and those food, that food to cook and create meals. Wow. We have a community garden here in the neighborhood. Oh, I don't really? know if you know about that. So there's going to be some exciting things yes. for you all. So yeah. now I know our listeners have been waiting long enough. Thank you for telling us about uh, <laughs> vegan cooking. Tell us about the cafe. What do you expect? When wow. can we expect it to open? <laughs> um, how many people can sit there and, outside seating? And I, and I got to say, you know, when we first started doing uh, Main Street work, uh, somebody said, well, when, when will you know that you, when will you feel like you've you've accomplished your goals? And I said, you know, the, the day that a, a vegetarian or vegan restaurant comes to Rhode Island Avenue. It's time to retire. <laughs> <laughs> You've done it. No, put your feet up. You've arrived. Meryl, cook for Kyle and give him breakfast in bed. <laughs> He's finished. Did you hear that, Meryl? <laughs> So, well, this is exciting. So, yes, please tell us about the cafe. So, um, I'm going to start it out. We are looking forward to opening either uh, the last week of May or uh, the first or second week of June. Uh, you know, that's a process with permits. Of with, course, um, of course. And, and it wasn't a grandfathered space. So, you know, we're coming in with a whole change of occupancy, uh, building out the kitchen and things of that nature. But what we plan to do with, with the center, we're not only going to have vegan food, but we also gonna, we're also going to engage our community. We're going to have the free cooking classes. We're going to have vegan in the hood. We're going to have um, open mic, spoken word. Oh, that sounds we great. We definitely want to keep the arts alive. Um, that's a big part of eating and a big part of enjoying life. Um, and... What else, honey? So much. So much that we plan to <laughs> oh do. Um, of course, brunch. We cannot wait to start brunch. It's brunch my favorite is, thing. Yes. It's my favorite <laughs> yes. thing in the world. So yes. we'll have a brunch outside Vegan seating. cocktails? Well, Are there we, vegan cocktails? Well, we're looking to do some kind of vegan <laughs> wine or something. Oh, okay. if, you know, something organic, like that. Okay. Organic. Something like that. I mean, but, you're not going to use a piece of bacon for a swizzle stick or something. Why not? <laughs> In I'm, a I'm Bloody Mary? Saying, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. All, right. All right. So we will have outside seating, as you just uh, mentioned. And so um, we will have uh, live artists as well. Not just artists as in spoken word artists and music artists, but live painting artists that mm-hmm. will come in. Um, the the accoutrement, we just want it to be very warm and welcoming, artistic, 
it's an experience. That's why it's called the vegan experience. You're not just coming to eat. You're coming to enjoy the artists that are there. You're coming to meet your friends. You're coming to enjoy the music. And it's also going to have a juice bar. We forgot to mention that. Oh, that's so, true. See, you are bringing wheatgrass. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting that yeah, wheatgrass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to sneak that in. Yeah. Yes, so, uh, and the location that you've chosen is uh, the, it's 2066 Rhode Island Avenue, former Duracell's place exactly. hey, that talk about a blank slate because that's a big wide open space it is. i just yeah. popped my head in there on my on the way in here it's and great. they're oh man they're doing great stuff the ceiling has got those um, um imprinted tin mm-hmm. tin tiles mm-hmm. on it mm-hmm. um can't wait to see what you guys do with that yep. we can't yep. either <laughs> it's definitely exciting so do you have an idea of how many seats not yet we're okay. not sure yet yes. All right. yeah we're, All and right. we're trying to see if we're going to be also using the basement as well so we don't we don't know exactly yet okay so it's going to be a work in progress it, it sounds is. very exciting i can't wait how did you all decide on uh rhode island avenue it sounds like you all were made for rhode island avenue though yeah. because uh, <laughs> we are artistic in this neighborhood we uh love and support the arts wow. and community and local eating community gardens right so how'd you come here? So uh, we were actually looking in Rhode Island Avenue when we first started looking. This is like November, December, just walk, you know, looking around. And, you know, further down on Rhode Island Avenue, we actually put in a contract. And it turns out that, you know, someone else got the bid over us. And so we kind of said, well, maybe Rhode Sorry, Island I'm Avenue. Glad. Yeah, I'm glad. Exactly. I'm, I'm glad, glad. <laughs> because I can walk to your restaurant. So. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was a lot smaller than we had wanted, but we were willing to, you know, take the space. But it didn't work out that way. Like um, Velvet just said, it's, everything was divine. And out of the blue, one of her old clients called her and said, you know, I have a space. And if you're looking to still have a space, come look at it. And everything just happened. That's we, so that's how we got the space. This is exciting. Um, will you still be doing some of your uh, other things? I know that you do catering and, and wedding events and private cooking. Yes. So that will still be open. Yep. And yes. Very much a part of the business. And you'll be looking to hire people too. Definitely. That <laughs> exactly. Great. Yep. Yep. That sounds terrific. So I know that you all haven't opened yet, but if our listeners are interested in finding out more about you and the services that you provide prior to the cafe opening up, where would they look? So they could go on um, Instagram at, at chef underscore velvet. Again, that's at chef underscore velvet. Um, on Twitter, it's at chef velvet. Facebook's at chef velvet. And um, also www.vsvegan.com or www.chefvelvet.com. Wonderful. So. This sounds exciting. Thank you. It's going to be a healthy summer, I can tell. It's going to be beautiful. We're going to be walking. It's going to be be a good thing. Well, thank you so much, Velvet and Triana, for joining us. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Well, um, that wraps up another episode of Rhode Island Avenue Radio. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Thanks, thanks, Nicole. Uh (laughs) Yes, thanks, Nicole. Tell your friends to listen. (laughs) All right, we'll see you guys next week.